Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Welcome back to the episode called What Would Kim Do? And this is where I read different scenarios, challenges, dating blunders, and really any problem that you all might need solving. And I'll tell you exactly what I would do to help you through it. So let's get to it. All right. The first question is actually from a guy. His name is Chad. And he says, I want to establish real connections with women. I am 32 years old, and the longest relationship I've ever had was two and a half months. I have a trauma in my background that explains most of why I have never had a long-term relationship. After I learn how to establish real connections with women, I would like to establish a long-term relationship with a woman, or rather, the right one. I have already worked very hard in therapy to get where I am now. However, I still feel like I am running in place. I don't feel like I have achieved anything in the last year and a half. In the past, my obstacle was that I was emotionally unavailable because of my abuse. I don't know what the problem is now. I really don't. Oh, Chad, I feel you. And, you know, trying to conquer those gremlins from the past is not an easy task and it does not happen overnight as you're experiencing. And I just, I applaud you for doing the work and really looking at this stuff and your desire to change. You're, you're so on the right path. Keep going. But I almost feel like you may be almost done with the too much work in the sense of, you know, like you might be falling into the analysis paralysis is what I call that. Um, You know, you know your issues, it's very clear, and you've made some connections of your abuse to the lack of intimate and deeper relationships. So your frustrations honestly seem like they're coming from what I call the now what syndrome. You know, a lot of people will come work with me after they have been in a lot of therapy and they say, Kim, you know, I, I've done the work. I have an outside therapist. I, I really know what's going on, but they just don't know how to take what they know and analyze about themselves and apply it to the real world and really put them into action. So I feel that's kind of where you're at. I feel like you need an action plan and not any more analysis. (laughs) It's time to take a look at what you are doing and changing it. You know, is it the conversations that you're having with women? Like, how are you communicating with them? How do you emote? How do you express yourself? How is the, you know, kind of fears from your past showing up in your body language? Are you stiff? Are you a little bit fearful when things are getting a little close? Where, you know, are you going to meet some of these women? Is it only online, which sometimes also provides a superficiality to your interactions? So if you take a deeper dive into your fears around intimacy and work on creating more of an emotional attraction from the minute you say hello, that is where you need to work. 
You know, I, I would do as many things as possible to put yourself into action. So if it means just practicing in front of the mirror, you know, telling stories to yourself and using emotion and seeing how you come across, videotape yourself and see how you come across. You know, would you find a, a connection with yourself and maybe just start recognizing more of the action things and the behaviors that you're doing that may cause this lack of connection that you're feeling with women. Um, the other thing is look at anything that you might be doing to self-sabotage yourself. You know, maybe you get to the point with women that you're about to get close. And then when things start feeling good, you almost get fearful. Maybe you're worried about rejection. Maybe you're worried about you know, somehow something will go wrong again because in the past, that's what's happened. But whatever you do, it's time to shake things up and start doing things a little bit differently. And that is in action. You know, I, I put down the books, put down the podcast, put down all the, you know, things that are swarming in your head and just try some different things. And if it's still hard, you got to call me. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it and I will put you into action. Okay, good luck with that, Chad. All right, the next is from Anna. She has a short question, but I have a long answer to it. I have difficulty turning my cab light on and noticing available guys. With those guys who I do notice, I have trouble expressing my interest in a way that holds their attention. Ooh, this is my specialty. In fact, I just got back from Dallas, y'all, doing my flirt academy where I just taught the women firsthand how to turn their cab light on, and it was amazing. So although I can't coach you without knowing you and working firsthand, here's some simple steps to see if you can start making some progress in this area. Okay, the first thing is do a little self-assessment with being date ready, okay? What are you wearing? You know, what what is your dating costume look like? Are you putting something on that's different than what you had on during the day? Or do you still have your corporate suit on? What is your mood? What's your attitude? Like, are you going right from having like the stress of work kind of attitude or being in your masculine energy right to a social event or a date? And take a look at your body language. How do you feel in your body? Do you find yourself getting tense up when you're seeing guys out and about? Do you get anxious? Is your body posture like almost hiding you? Are you crossing your arms? Like really try as best as you can taking a look at yourself, okay? Step two, gamify this whole experience so that you just start getting more exposed. So, you know, anytime something is hard for you, it's good to make it a game or a competition with yourself to push outside your comfort zone. I just got through with um, my 14-day flirt and femininity challenge. And it was awesome. You know, you should, and hopefully I can, I'll be able to share some of the videos that these women, um, just created because we are at the finish line and they were saying how much this competition factor really pushed them to do things that they never would do or were uncomfortable with. So you're going to have to do that for yourself or just sign up for my next 14-day challenge, which I think I'm going to do at the end of uh, probably July or August at this point. But in the meantime, 
what you could practice is every day make eye contact with as many men as you can and then count how many notice you back. Because if you're having trouble noticing like guys who are available and open to you, my question to you is like, how aware are you? Are are you even noticing men at all looking at you? So when you start doing that, then say to yourself, well, okay, let me look at the numbers. Do they increase? Are you getting more comfortable as you're doing it more often? Are you more confident in doing that with men you find attractive? So in other words, you're going to keep one-upping yourself. You know, first start out with just the eye contact, then maybe eye contact with guys who are looking at you, and then eye contact with guys who you find attractive. And, you know, see how you can gain confidence in that area. And with that exposure and experience, you might get better at it. The final step is really work on, you know, because you said you have trouble expressing your interest in ways that holds their attention. That tells me that there's something happening in conversation. So when they do engage with you, that they're not holding interest for whatever reason. It could be coming from you. It could be coming from them. But, you know, usually it's both. So all you can do is change some of the things that you're trying and try telling more stories. You know, instead of asking a bunch of boring questions and having the conversation die after two minutes, see if you can share a story of something that happened to you or something cute that you're noticing that you can share a story about. Show enthusiasm and emotion as you're telling it to engage the man in the conversation. I keep saying this, and my last podcast was all about this, really try to create an emotional attraction. You know, that is what's going to sustain interest and and ultimately a longer relationship. So hopefully those tips helped you and good luck with that. All right. The next question is from Patty. She said, the only obstacle getting in my way, I think, are probably traumas and things that happened when I was young that I just don't know how to confront yet or how they're affecting me. I'm not able to get dates with guys I'm interested in. I do get approached and hit on a lot, but never by anyone I would even consider going out with. I think there's something I am doing that's scaring men that I find attractive away. Recently, I've been getting ghosted a lot too. When I do get asked out and taken out on dates, I'm not interested in the guy. They are usually sweethearts and I'll go on a few dates until I cut off because I don't feel any chemistry. Also, I am attracted to the wrong guys. I'm attracted to them physically, but in the end, they're not quality men or they're bad for me. I want to learn how to attract the right guys. I want to get your expertise to find out whatever it is that I am doing so I can fix this now, exclamation point. I am totally willing to listen and change. I am just not sure what I need to change, Patty. Oh, first of all, I love that you want to change. Like, I just, I feel the passion from you just in what you wrote and that you're willing to look at this stuff. You know, people who are open, who are coachable and have the desire to do the work are the ones who do change and do get the results. This is what I see in my clients who actually commit to something like this. So 
All right. I'm just going to be straight with you. I hear kind of two main issues going on from what I'm reading. Number one is that you're more comfortable attracting men that you're not interested in, and then you push them away. Let's just say that they're not available in some way. I don't know. Maybe they're older men. Maybe they're just, you know, kind of safe people in, in whatever, you know, shape or form they come in. You have that going on. But then on the flip side, number two is that men you are interested in are the wrong guys. So those two issues kind of cancel each other out, girl, <laughs> which leaves you with no one. I mean, I'm not a mathematician by any means. In fact, I hate math, but this is one equation I can definitely tell you about. It's an equation that would look like one minus one equals zero. Do you see what I mean? So here, here's the thing. First, take a look at and even write down all the reasons you don't like the guys who like you. You know, you say you don't feel the chemistry, but what does that even mean? Like, I have my clients do something called the chemistry analysis. I've talked about it before, but I believe there's four domains of chemistry. There's emotional, there's intellectual, there's physical, and there's spiritual. For you, where do they fall? You know, give a percentage to each of those domains. Is it that it's the physical thing that's you're finding not attractive? Is it the emotional? You know, are they more beta energy and you're just not sexually attracted to them? What is it? And write down all the qualities that you're also looking for in a guy. You know, do some of these qualities match? Because maybe the guys you're not attracted to actually do match the qualities that you're looking for, but there's something about them that either is unavailable, scary. I don't know. I don't know what that is for you, but that would be a good exercise. Then you can do the same thing for the guys that you are attracted to, but for the wrong reason or that you said it's wrong for you and compare the list, do a comparative analysis. Now go back and do the math. Does it add up? You know, at the end of the day, honestly, it sounds as if you have some fears around intimacy and some confidence and self-worth issues. And I, I really think it'd be best to actually take a look at your value, your worth, getting a clearer sense of what it is you want. I, I just feel like you're kind of all over the place and you really, you know, doing some work on also being more vulnerable and expressing feelings to see if you're building enough emotional attraction in the men you are interested in to see if they're right for you. I know that was kind of a mouthful and I threw some math in there, but hopefully hopefully that all made sense. I think if you get gain some clarity with doing some of these exercises, that will help a lot because here's what I find. When someone's not clear within themselves, their mission for dating, what they want, what they're looking for, then that's when the people who they attract is it's all over the place. Like it's exactly what you're describing. So I feel like there's not enough clarity in what you're looking for. Okay. So hopefully that all made sense. (laughs) All right. The second one is from Susan or no, the fourth one. I'm already on the fourth. We're doing good. Personally, I want to get more balance between work, hobbies, and a social life. I am a band teacher and a musician, so time can be tight. 
I'm one month past divorce and seven months past separation, and I'm still figuring out what I want. I lack good conversation skills in dating. I don't really know what I want. And the biggie is that I'm bad at reading people. And I often friend zone guys until I know what I want for sure. Uh, And then it's usually too late, Susan. Well, first off, I just want to say welcome to singlehood. Like, I applaud you. I know it's so new, and it can be a bit daunting and scary all at the same time. I first want to tell you, first, you know, give yourself a break, okay? You don't have to know what you want right now. I know it feels like enough time has passed that you should know, you know, between the divorce and the separation, but my gosh, really, you're right off the boat. Like, I don't know how long your marriage was, but you're trenching upon new territory. So just honor that and enjoy getting to know the world, this new world, and also yourself. It's really a time for reinvention. I mean, you're not supposed to really know what you want. Use this time to date yourself and don't worry about getting it right. You know, the name of the game, and this kind of pertains to the other question we had earlier, it's, it really is about practice. And for you, I would even forget using the word dating in your vocabulary because that can add more anxiety. And I'm sure you're hearing a lot of your friends or family saying, oh, so when are you, you know, dating again? And, you know, that also can just really cause some more anxiety and pressure and feeling like you, sh- you should be doing this and know everything. But instead, take a deep breath and replace it with the word social. You're not dating. You're just going to be social. And get used to this, this new species in your world. They're, they're called men. Um, <laughs> I, I've been asked, actually talking to a lot of clients about this metaphor because I remember back when I first got divorced, this is exactly how I felt and probably how you feel. It's like you're in a time warp, you know, you you were in a rocket ship for a long time when you were married. And then the rocket lands back on the planet that you came from. But the door goes up and oh my god, does this world look different, right? And then you see all these aliens roaming around called men and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk to them. I don't know <laughs> how to flirt. What am I doing? And it's all normal. It's all normal and par for the course. That's why if you really work on practicing more than anything else and putting pressure on like dating again, that will really serve you. The final thing I would say is create a social plan for yourself. That's going to help with some of the balance in your life. You said that you want to create more balance and experience different things, you know, practice conversations, learn how to flirt you know, getting over some of those fears. And I think you're probably friend zoning men because you're just scared. So that trepidation is actually protecting you in some ways. That's why you're holding back and hesitating. And you're like, "Uh, I think I'll put them over here in the friend zone. That just feels a little safer. And then you think, oh yeah, well maybe I should progress things and I do like them, but then you're scared. And so you're like in this tug of war with yourself. Um, you're figuring out a new language. That's all I will say. How to read them, how to talk with the aliens, how to signal interest. That's all it. So take a deep breath. Enjoy the ride, the new planet that you're on. You'll get there. Um, 
by the way, I'm just, I'll throw kind of a sidebar in there. One thing I will ask of you and anyone listening, if you're in this kind of situation, think of how you were before the marriage too. So did you have these problems before the marriage or is this just from feeling scared and stale after being in the relationship, because that's also different. If it is an issue that you've been dealing with your entire life, then I would love to help you because then that's a little bit deeper rooted and you you have to learn how to have conversations and flirt and emotionally connect. And it's not going to happen if you never learned it. So obviously you haven't been able to do it on your own. And so you need someone to help you. So I will say that it's an important piece. Okay. We have time for one more. It's a big one. So this is from Margaret. This is a bit mixed up right now. I had decided last fall to try casual dating after not dating for a lot of years and some brief experiences, but was having trouble finding people because of living internationally and doing some expat situation stuff. I still find the casual scene here a bit daunting because my options are limited by my language skills and many of those options are good guys, but very focused on short-term gratification. But it's not really the biggest thing right now. I actually met a guy in the end of November and now I'm just trying to figure him out and whether there will be an us. With this particular guy, I find I'm freezing when we're alone and the idea of expressing in word or action how I'm feeling to him becomes rather scary. My little experience before was with guys who were just more forward and so their actions got past my hesitancy. He's just not like that for some reason and I don't know how to get myself out of this high tension mode. It's incredibly awkward, Margaret. Well, first off, congratulations on finding a special guy. I don't know where you are, but it sounds like um, you're on the right track to breaking some habits for yourself and you found someone in a in a foreign land, literally a foreign land. So that that's not easy, especially when there's language barriers. But here's the thing, like it seems in the past you were more reactive or disconnected in the way that you were dating. So you were either letting men draw things out of you or you would just remain in this like casual and distant mode in some ways. So this guy is really testing you, right? (laughs) He's testing you because it's causing you to look at how you can proactively express your needs and feelings so that the relationship can strengthen. That's not easy to do when you have not had experience doing that. So here are a couple tips you can try. Number one, journal about what is scary for you to express feelings, especially if you've never done it before. What are you worried about? What comes up for you? Number two, practice using feeling words when you talk and see how he responds to you when you do. I mean, you may need to write out feeling sentences and practice them in the mirror, like I was mentioning before or in a video. So here's an example, because you may not even understand what I mean by this. So instead of saying, honey, can you take the garbage out? This is the third week in the row that you didn't. 
Okay. Like let's say you and he made a pact that every Tuesday he was supposed to take the garbage out and he didn't, he missed it. Like it was three weeks in a row. So that might be one response that lacks your kind of feeling attached to that, right? Like you're just saying, honey, you know, what's going on here? This is the third, you know, Tuesday and why aren't you taking the garbage out? Instead, a response that incorporates your emotions would be, honey, (laughs) I feel frustrated when you don't take the garbage out after three weeks. I know that we came up with every Tuesday to do that. I would love it if you could or let me know a better day for you to do so. Do you hear the difference? So the first one, you're just kind of reprimanding him and telling him what to do. The second response is you're letting him know how him not taking the garbage out is making you feel. Now, this stuff is really higher level stuff, right? This is the kind of thing that I do in coaching with people on, and, and I do you know drills and exercises and, and practice with. But this is something at least you can start on your own to see if it makes a difference in the way that you're engaging with this guy and also how he responds. Because here's the thing that's also interesting is that you can tell a lot about your partner in the way they respond to you when you do emote. You know, do they get angry? Do they get frustrated with you? Do they get defensive? Or are they really able to hear you and then they do something about it? You know, look at his follow through. Do his actions then match his words when he says, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. You know what? Tuesdays have been really bad for me. Maybe let's try this on Wednesdays and I'm really sorry that I got you frustrated. You know, it that's what you're looking for in a partner, somebody who's able to listen to your needs, listen to your emotions, cares about them, and then does something about it. So it's great practice to do stuff like this. You know, in order to create new habits, you have to practice this and you have to do it over a period of time until it becomes natural. And it's, again, not easy to do on your own, but you can at least start here. And with all of the scenarios today, if you want to change the ending to your stories, if you're sick of the script and the story that keeps playing out in your life over and over again, You have got to go back and change the beginning in order to create a new story, a new ending. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, again, you know that's the definition of insanity. But what people don't recognize, and I think you hear me talk about this a lot on the podcast, is that it starts from the minute you say hello, what you set you know, in the the very beginning is going to actually set a pattern for the rest of the relationship. So what can you do differently up front to get a different result? All right. I hope that was helpful for all of you today. And of course, I am your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, seltzerstyle.com. And If you want to get some of your questions answered, come and join my Facebook private group. It's called the Love Makeover Insiders. It's a supportive group of women, and we are all working on our love life together. So just click the link in the show description here. And 
guess what? I'm doing another Flirt Academy in San Francisco. So if you are in the area, I am doing one for women July 25th. And guess what? I'm doing one for men. July 26th. Yes, because men need this too. In fact, the last one I did in Dallas, there was a guy sitting at the bar and he said to me, what's going on in that room over there? I said, oh, we're doing a flirt academy for women. He's like, you need to do one for men. I mean, we need this stuff too. And you know what? He's right. So I'm taking his advice and I'm doing one for men in San Francisco. So just click the link in the description for details. And as always, stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.